Hey guys, this is episode 31 of the Tea in Tokyo podcast. My name is Somia. And I'm Ellie. And what do we talk about this time? So this week we talk about the New Zealand election and we also talk about a escape room slash mystery circus. Yeah, that's right. That's coming up right now. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about how we voted. And we'll talk about some other stuff too. <laughs> but yeah, so we voted in the New Zealand elections. The election happened a couple of days ago. Labour won. <laughs> um, that's not who I voted for. I voted for Greens, but basically because like the Greens is even more liberal than Labour. Like I already knew that Labour was going to win, I guess. So it's like, you know, might as well give the other guys a couple of votes as well. Mm. Voting was so easy. And because our election is so close to the American election, you know, when I'm on like Twitter and stuff, I see so many people talking about how difficult it is to vote in America. Yeah. You know, you see like videos of people lining up for like, they will literally be waiting for 10 hours just to vote. And, you know, there's so much controversy around mail-in ballots and all that kind of stuff. Um, whereas for us, man, it was so easy. Like, you know, we literally just, I printed it off, we filled it out, and then I just took a picture and then sent it back to them online. You did know. you send an email or did you upload it? Yeah, I didn't even have to send an email. You just upload it on the website. Yeah. And it's just so easy. Yeah, and we had, like, it was pretty good. It was, like, everyone was reminding us too but we did it as soon as we could basically well we printed it as soon as we could it took a bit longer for us to get around to uploading it but you know it was still like very convenient and especially because i feel like this was a kind of important election in new zealand but we won't know some of the results until later but in this one there was two referendums happening as well that's right yeah there are two referendums one was for legalizing marijuana and then one was for whether euthanasia. yeah euthanasia oh yeah so those results haven't been released yet no i don't think they're released for a while because i think with those ones it might be released to like the politicians but they then like go over it oh that's weird i wonder why because like the actual you know results we got within a day the actual results happen live as they're counting them yeah, they true. release the numbers yeah. so me and some you voted slightly differently this time but like with the same intentions in mind so i normally vote greens every time but this time i really wanted um labor to win and i was like more worried than somi i think that they wouldn't because you know you've seen like such a rise in like right-wing extremism like around the world that i was kind of worried that like that might happen in new zealand even though our right-wing party is not that right-wing but i think the people who vote for it are a lot of the time if that makes sense so yeah, I voted for Labour for both of mine, and I was kind of happy because I'm in the Islam electorate, which is like a part of, like a suburb in my hometown, and the MP who's been in charge of that one has been the same MP for 26 years, and um, yeah, he was officially voted out. And he's, so. he's a national person. Yeah, so he's from the other party, and so this time I voted for a Labour person, and yeah, she hit him out after 26 years, and this is like the first time in like forever that that electorate has been under like the left-wing party side yeah which i think to be fair a lot of people who maybe didn't even vote labor as their main party vote voted for labor because everyone was kind of sick of jerry brownlee the like national mp person for Islam. he did a really bad job during the christchurch earthquakes he was in charge of the commission and he screwed it up so i reckon it was like a build-up of like people who didn't even like labor just being sick of that specific mp but still, it was very exciting. <laughs> that sounds like the most boring thing to be very excited about. But I think, for me, it's pretty cool to see, like, your own hometown, like, switching. Especially, it's not even, like, in America, you've got, like, swing states. This wasn't even, like, a swing state. It's, like, firmly been 
for the other party forever. Yeah, but man, I was so surprised with how easy it was to vote from here. You know, I was thinking it might be kind of hard to yeah. vote all the way from Japan. The fact that we didn't even have to send it in, you know, you could just literally just take a photo of it on your phone and then post it. Yeah. Now, to be fair, like, did they, um, you know, I was watching a video the other day about why uh, voting electronically is difficult. And he said how it's like a trust thing where you, you don't know if you can trust whether your vote was counted or not. And to be fair, you have no idea if your vote was counted or not. They gave us like a, like a reference number thing. And I'm sure you could check somehow with that reference number. Actually, yeah, maybe I'll do that after this. But I, I don't what, know. Would if you like you can call up check. and then you'd tell them what your reference number and then they'd be like, "Yeah, you voted for blah blah." Yeah, I'll be interested to see if if they have that on record. They, I doubt they. There's no way they'd just say that because you know, any otherwise anyone could just call in with a reference number. Yeah, true. But maybe they'd say at least, "Hey, your vote was counted," which I'm sure it was. Like, yeah. I, I doubt you know. I doubt that it wasn't. Like, the only reason it wouldn't be counted is if your vote came in late, I think. But with, you know, electronically, it's going to come in straight away. And we did it pretty early as well. Yeah. Like pretty early on. Um, so, yeah. So, we did that in New Zealand. And then, meanwhile, in Japan, we had another, like, you know, uh, governmental thing to do. We filled out the Japanese census. Yeah. Um, so, the census happens every five years here. And, man, the census was really different to ones that I filled out in New Zealand. Mm. Because, like, there wasn't really that much information. I feel like the whole point of a census is to find out, you know, the demographics of a country. Like, who lives there, you know, kind of, like, exactly who they are, so you can... Like, I feel like in New Zealand, I feel it asks heaps of questions. Like, are you a smoker, even? Does it? Like, I feel like it asks for, like, really mm, I don't know, specific maybe. details. But, yeah, it talks about, like, how much money you make and all that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas here, it doesn't, didn't do that at all. It was, like, your name... Uh, they already have our address. What, what else do they have? That was oh, it asked us, like, of... what our job was. Oh, yeah, what, what our job was. I think it asked us if we, like... Oh, it asked who does the most housework, like, if it's evenly distributed, which I found kind of random. Maybe oh, yeah, that's a weird one. Maybe they're doing research to see if women do more housework in Japan, which everyone knows they do, but, like... <laughs> yeah, maybe they're still... Maybe socially they're still a little bit behind, so that's kind of, like, their main focus. Yeah. And, uh, I, I guess in a country that's so homogeneous... Uh, for the most homogenous? part homogenous yeah um for the most part like maybe difference in demographics aren't really that big of a deal here therefore they're not going to spend time talking about it i guess right because like 98 percent of every area is probably going to be exactly the same whereas in new zealand there's a larger variance yeah maybe i don't know yeah but it was interesting we literally did it with like five minutes to spare we kept on forgetting we kept on getting yeah. notices and then our friend was like you can do it online yeah, again, another easy thing to do online. Yeah. And they make it super easy as well. They send you, uh, in the mail, you get, like, a number. That's, like, your registration number, I guess. And you just uh, do that. Um, you just enter the number online. Mm. And then it takes you to the thing. It's really easy. And only one person has to do it per household. But, yeah, we literally did it within 30 minutes of, of like, the deadline. But, yeah, I feel like this one definitely showed both of us that, like, things like, like these sort of, like, governmental things, like voting and, like, censuses... Like, why can't they be online? I definitely understand why people are worried about it, but at the mm. same time, it's like, I feel like that's the way the future's going. Like, when you see this stuff happening in America, like, people having to line up for, like, 10 hours. Yeah. And then ours took, like, five minutes. Like, voting took even less time than that, because it was literally, like, you ticked who you wanted to and then sent it in. It's kind of like, why would you not go this way? Yeah, for sure. Like, if you're worried about getting hacked, just make sure there's, like, more... String, stringent security measures i guess right yeah i mean there, there's actually like a really interesting video the one that i was talking about before by this guy named tom something i forgot his name but but people <laughs> would know who he is he's really famous on youtube he's this british guy that goes around um the world like he basically just talks about like science sciencey things or like just interesting facts and he made a really good video about that um about, about what, why, voting online yeah why you can't vote online because like because of security concerns and things like that 
Mm. Um, but in the future, I mean, yeah, I'm sure they can figure that out. Yeah, I think that they just need to like, if if like the government itself is so worried about those like security things, they need to then put more effort into researching it because it's going to happen. I feel like it's inevitable, inevitable, inevitable. So mm. like, you know, now's the time to like put that effort in to make sure it is secure. But yeah, so New Zealand, we also had the marijuana one and euthanasia, which we'll find out about. And I genuinely don't know which direction that's going to go. Yeah, like, if you asked me a couple of months ago, I thought the marijuana one would be, like, 70% yes, 30% no. But then I've been talking to, like, some more people, and I've been, like, looking at articles and stuff, and they're saying it's, like, 50-50. In fact, it might be, like, leaning the other way. So that one's super close. For euthanasia, though, that's not even close. Like, it's going to... I'd be surprised if even 15% of people say yes to that one. Oh, you think no one's going to vote yes? Yeah, I reckon almost no one will vote yes for that one. Oh, wow. Okay, so let's stop talking about political stuff and move <laughs> on to what we did. Um, this week, um, it was really interesting. We went to Tokyo Mystery Circus, mm. which is like an escape room. So it's in uh, Shinjuku, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's in, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's the part of Shinjuku that don't go at night because it's kind of, it's a dodgy area. Yeah, apparently it's where the um, Yakuza. Yeah, Yakuza is, yeah. Yeah, so we went during the day because, I mean, like, and this sounds like, paranoia but it is like it's well known that if you're in that area at night you should be careful so like we went during the day and then we made sure that we were like heading back towards the main shinjuku area before it got dark yeah but yeah the escape room was cool yeah man so it was like nothing like what i was expecting we've done a couple of escape rooms before and the ones we've done it's literally like escape room it describes it very well because it's literally a room with all these like little mini games like inside clues, that room. and there's always a second hidden room in the room, but this hidden room is tiny. Yeah, it's like a closet basically. Yeah. Um, but man, this one was it was called Mission Infiltrate, the Noir Museum. It was and, elaborate. Uh, yeah, it was um, based on this guy Lupin the Third, which uh, he's like an anime character. There's a lot of manga and movies and mm. whatnot made. Uh, of him uh, I had never heard of him before Lupin yeah I think it's, so, an, it's definitely an old school anime yeah so I think uh, he is pretty famous though so I think you know you guys might have known known about him mm. um, and he's uh, he's a thief right so that's like that's his character um, so that's what we did too we were thieves and we had to steal a gem from this museum all the while while Lupin was kind of giving us instructions and things yeah and there's like some detective who's like trying to stop you but like we said it was elaborate so I had it was English friendly in that there was written versions in English of everything, mm. which means a couple of times we kind of got like tripped up when there was like, so like an alarm would go off and then it would say something in Japanese, but there was no written English for that part. Yeah, so, that didn't have written English. Like one time we like got like caught by the guards because we didn't realize the alarm was saying. Hold on, let's, let's go straight from the oh, beginning. Sorry, so sorry, sorry. <laughs> at the beginning, you have to wear these like vests, right? Mm. It's kind of like uh, if you've ever played laser tag, it's similar yeah. kind of vests. And then they give you an iPad. Which, um, they call it the Lupin Pad, which, but it's just an iPad. Yeah. And it's really cool because, so you go into this room, uh, like this labyrinth, and in different rooms there are these, like, things on the wall that you can scan, mm. and you use the iPad to scan it, and basically that's your, um, that's your way of communicating with Lupin. And he gives, gives you, you, yeah, instructions. He, yeah, he gives you instructions. And then also, if you find a clue, um, instead of, like, in other ones we've been to where it's a physical object and you have to pick it up, um, oh, although the, the gem in this was a physical object, mm. uh, but most of the clues, uh, or well, all of them except for the gem, are electronic. So again, you just scan it and then it gives you mm. information. And there's like the main storyline, uh, but then there's also like random other things that you can scan to get more points. 
Yeah, but wandering around the museum, so the labyrinth part is like the actual museum with like paintings and like statues and stuff. Mm. There's like guards, and they're basically like old school video game NPCs, in that they follow a set path, and if they see you, they shoot you, and yeah. you're like your like laser tag suit that you're wearing will like vibrate. So you don't die, but it drains the Lupin Pad's battery. Yeah, but these are uh, actual guards. Like, these are actual yeah. real people walking around. Um, but they follow, like, you know, predictable paths. And also, they have, like... Uh, it's like a line of sight, just like in a video game, where... Let's say you're hiding behind, like, one of the... Uh, statues. Statues. Um, even if they can obviously see you, you know, they, they won't see you. Yeah, but we didn't realize that. So there was also, like, a safe zone at the start, and then some throughout. And at least for me and the friend we went with... We didn't realize that you could hide and that they couldn't see you, even if they could see you. Mm. So every time the guard came, we ran right back to the start. So we wasted like half the time on the very first clue because we were like having to restart every time the guard came. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I figured that, that out pretty quickly and I was hiding. It's like, why weren't you guys not hiding? <laughs> you didn't with me? tell us. You just kept on going. Like, what do you think I was doing? And we were like, he's a madman. Look at him go. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, man. The, um, being in there it made me uh, think of Sly Raccoon. Like, oh, I used yeah. to love that game when I was a kid. And, you know, in that game, you also play a thief. And it literally felt like I was that yeah. character. It felt so cool. Yeah. So I thought it was a lot funner once, at least for, like, me and our friend, once we realized that you can hide and then they can't see you, the whole escape room went a lot faster. But that yeah. did hold us back. It meant that we spent ages on the first, like, room. Because yeah, we, that first clue, yeah. that first room took us forever. And so you get 40 minutes. And we spent about 20 and, minutes in that yeah, one room. Yeah, to the point where um, we got a message on our iPad being like, it looks like you're struggling with us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's give you... And then they gave us a hint um, yeah. where they literally... Uh, so so the clues are hidden in the paintings. Yeah. You have to... But they're, uh, they're, they're riddles. So like it was like, you know, follow the arrows, blah, 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 kind of thing. One of them was like, oh, where the giraffe looks up, you'll find a clue. And the giraffe picture was a painting of flowers. Yeah. So I feel like that was a mistranslation. Well, there was actually a painting of a giraffe, but oh. that's not the one where the clue was at. So maybe... There used to be a clue at the giraffe. I don't know. But then they changed it, but they didn't bother changing the name. Yeah, or they didn't change the English version. Yeah, so the yeah. clue was they literally just showed us the paintings, and you know, so we didn't yeah. have to figure out the, um, the riddle. And then you kind of move on to another room where um, there's like a countdown, and you have to cut these wires, and they give you, you know, uh, you have to like give like numbers so that the right wire gets cut and stuff. We actually failed that, and the, it exploded, right? And yeah. then we lost, I think, time. Or we lost, like, life points. Yeah, because if you get, like like I said, if your, like, suit gets injured, instead of you dying, it drains the L-pad's battery, which means yeah. you can keep playing with it, but you don't get hints anymore. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the other really cool thing was, uh, when we were in one of these rooms, it's, uh, it's like a locker room with these, you know, with lockers in it. And just like a video game, the the guard like walks into the room and then to hide you have to hide in you have to like go into the locker and then close the locker and then like just hide in there yeah. you know literally like a video game and then but she that, comes that was the one that it said that the guard was coming in japanese the first time so we yeah. didn't realize so none of us were hiding so she came in and we were like Wah! yeah well i mean uh yeah the, our friend and you you managed to hide but then i was literally just stuck out in the open well i was hiding next to something so yeah. when she turned around she saw me oh, right. so like i did get shot eventually but at first she walked past yeah but, yeah. yeah so it was it was good fun like honestly totally recommend it yeah for sure uh, but then right at the end um so we we were like running out of time you know we only had a couple of minutes left mm. and then we managed to make it to the very final room 
Um, and it's like uh, it's like wires. I mean, not which, wires. Which Sorry, repre- it's like lasers. It, yeah, but it's like it's wires that represent the lasers. Yeah, the lasers. You know, like the typical lasers. Um, yeah. That you have to you know maneuver your way through to get to the gem kind of thing. Yeah. It does these things sometimes where like if the light turns green, it means it's the light, the wires are off and you can like walk or mm-hmm. something. Um, and yeah, what what ended up happening was I hit all the like I hit so the wires. Just walked right I, on into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because what I thought was like. I mean, I totally understand now that, and even at the at the time, I think I understood that those were representing lasers, right? But because they're not actual lasers, they're wires, and like the light was green or whatever, I thought it meant, okay, cool, uh, these wires have been switched off, so quickly go through them, and then you know they're gonna switch on again. Um, but of course, that that wasn't the case. It was literally representing lasers. So we were meant to like crawl underneath the lasers. We think, um, at least. Yeah, we think. But there's not much room. But yeah, so I hit the wires and then we died. Uh, all, all of our and life And we ran drained. out of time at the same time, basically, right? No, I think we had a little bit of time left. We had we had two and a half minutes left. Uh, um, but then we died. And you can continue, but it's 800 yen per person. Yeah. So it's like eight bucks per person to finish the last minute 30 or two minutes. Like, we, yeah, we were so and close. We were yeah, like, we were kind of like, ah, screw it. So so we so we didn't do it. So yeah, that's like the first time ever going to an escape room where I failed. Um, oh really? But man, it's like it is difficult. And I think the thing is, we I'm pretty confident. I mean, I can't be sure, but I'm pretty confident we would have finished if we hadn't taken so long in the first clue. Yeah, true. Like that whole confusion around the fact that we could like hide and like what we we're even doing was kind of like held us back. So I would like I would pretty happily do it again. But yeah, for sure. And there's like all these different rooms with different um, themes and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely keen to do it again. But yeah, what a cool idea for an escape room, like making it so elaborate. You know? Yeah. I feel like other escape rooms would do that too. Except while we're in it, so they stagger when the teams come in. So like 15 minutes into ours, another team came in, which was kind of awkward because like you'd see them, and at first we thought they were the guards, <laughs> so we'd yeah. like run from them, and I think they were running from us as well. <laughs> But, like... Yeah, that kind of ruined the illusion a little bit. I wish they hadn't done that. But yeah. I get it. Like, 40 minutes is a long time to, yeah. you know, only have one team in this yeah. big room. It was still a cool experience, and I'll definitely want to go there again. Yeah, totally. I'll do another one next time. Yeah. Um, so, after that, though, we were like, crap, we lost. We need something that we can, like, successfully do. So, we went wandering, and we went bowling. And it took forever to find the bowling place. We were, like, circling the building for ages, and we could not find the entrance. <laughs> yeah, because all the elevators were, like, down elevators only. Like, yeah. there are exits, but you can't enter in them. And it was on the fourth floor, and we, we just couldn't figure out how to get up there. Um, but we finally did, and, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like a normal... It was basically just like a normal one. What I like is that the shoes come out of, like, almost <laughs> like a vending machine kind yeah. of thing, where they're, like, behind glass, and then they open up to, like, the size you want and stuff. That was yeah. cool. And, um, yeah, I was, we played three rounds, and I was owning up for the first two. Uh, but then in the third one, man, Ellie made one hell of a comeback. Yeah, I almost, I really, I mean, my main goal was I wanted Sonia to be on his toes. Mm. And I think I did that. I was, like, two points behind him at the very end. And yeah, I was kind of annoyed because it was so close to winning. Yeah. I think I gutter-balled right at the end because, you know, the pressure really got to me. Ellie, like, in that final round, I didn't get any strikes. Ellie got two. And I had a bunch of spears. I think that was what really Oh, yeah, and you got a ton of spears as well, yeah. I figured out, I think that if I play again, I've officially figured out, like, the hand motion to throw it. Yeah, we might yeah. be we might be temping bowling people now, yeah. I think. That was a lot of fun. That was pretty fun. Although, Doing... your arm oh, was, like, broken the next day from, like, using that muscle, right? Yeah, I was at work the next day. 
at like I had a class at 7 a.m. So I go get into my class with the students like there and then I pick up my pen and I realize like I can I can't hold my pen properly. Like my hand <laughs> like you know that episode of uh, Friends where yeah. um Chandler's been playing on he's the He's got the claw. Yeah, he's been playing on the arcade machine too much and then he's got that weird claw hand. That was like my hand. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with my hand? And my handwriting was absolutely shit that entire and we, day. Like, it took us ages to realize it was from the bowling. Yeah, I, I was even talking to friends at work and I told them that uh, I must have slept on my arm really weird because yeah, it's hurting a lot. Yeah. And then, yeah, I finally realized, holy shit, it's from temp and bowling. <laughs> yeah, you were just trying to be all manly and get the heavier balls. But your friend knows you just got to go for the light ones, you know? I mean, here's the thing. I would prefer to for, prefer a light one because then I could just chuck it as yeah. fucking fast Somia as possible. Somia literally yeets the balls when he <laughs> plays bowling. Like he throws it hard like a yeah. basketball. <laughs> I've learned that that's what you got to do. You got to yeah. let it like instead of hitting the ground straight away, you kind of got to it's got to get some air time. Yeah. So Somia does like an underarm bowl where it like it goes flying for about half the thing and yeah. then it like bounces. <laughs> yeah, but the the lighter balls, you like the finger holes are literally too small. You, oh, can, really? you can't even put your fingers in them. Oh, you um, fat fingers, eh? <laughs> but yeah, man, I was like, Jesus Christ, how unfit am I where, you know, a tempin, uh, like a ball got the best of me? Yeah, but it was literally just that one part of your arm, right? Like, what is this part? The part where you've got, like, your radius? I don't know what the muscle there is Ra- called. Uh, Isn't this your radius? Radius? Yeah, is it ulna? Radius? Ulna radius? Yeah, maybe I don't is. know which yeah, order yeah, it is. Yeah, something like that, yeah. My forearm. Yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It made me think that I really want to go to, like, a place that has a lot of, like, these kind of mini game kind of things. And, and I've found one. There's one in Odaiba which looks amazing. Like, it has, like, mini golf, tempin bowling, archery. It has mm. darts. It has, like, like anything that you could possibly want to play um, in this one area. Oh, actually, the one that I really want to do is um, I really want to go in a batting cage. Yeah. Um, like, I was talking to someone that we know who did it recently, and he was saying that, like, he could, he had the hardest time, like, hitting any of these balls. Cause, yeah. Because, like, I guess, like, when you're playing, you know, the only other time I've played, like, baseball or anything like that would be like in high school but in new zealand we don't really do baseball we do softball so and we do cricket more than that even right yeah so like the ball wouldn't be going as fast anyway but also you know no one's when you're a kid like no one's gonna throw that fast and he was saying that you can control the speed and it goes from like 80 to 160 or something no 120 120 and he said that when he did it on like the lowest one he hit like two balls and he Mm. tried to go up and he didn't hit any yeah so like yeah apparently it'd be fun but Someone, one of our friends was saying that apparently Odaiba is literally like if a theme park was a whole city. So mm, supposedly right, yeah. we've got to go to Odaiba if we want to like experience just like a crazy fun city. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for this episode. Yeah. Politics and a circus. Yeah. So. <laughs> Remember to follow us on Twitter at T in Tokyo and then on Instagram as well at T underscore in underscore Tokyo. Mm. All right. In our next episode, we'll be talking about our trip to Nico. So, um, yeah, get ready for that one. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye.